Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Pease Delariz. I am here uh, to help guide you through the marvelous maze that is the nonsense that is sports. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Terry Tam. Terry, how's it going, buddy? It goes very well, my friend. It goes very well. Um... We got a new sponsor alert. Actually, I almost do, forgot about it. New sponsor alert. Hot Streak Fantasy. Go follow them everywhere. When you sign up, they'll match your bonus. Uh, so basically, it's I, we talked about it a few times. We had Johnny on a few weeks ago. It's uh, it's live in-play bets on NBA games, and it just rolls. So you bet on two players, uh, over, under, zero and a half on points, rebounds, assists, whatever. Uh, then there's odds based on the player and the situation that you chose. And you just bet, and it's every every 180 seconds, and I fucking rocked it, and I and I'm up like a hundred bucks just off so, the last couple. Terry, of weeks. would you say that it's the world's quickest daily fantasy sports game? I think I would say it's the world's quickest daily fantasy sports game, and it's Hotstreak.gg, or you can just follow them everywhere, and it's in it's in the Apple uh, Store, uh, just Hotstreak Fantasy. You'll find it there, but it's unbelievable. Um, Go check them out, man. They're supporters. Uh, Johnny came on a couple weeks ago. He explained to us what NFTs were. Which I still don't understand. Which mean Eagle are stupid. We still don't understand. So, um, yeah. So, go there. It's Hot hot Streaks. It's probably... It's the best, man. Honestly, I love it. I think it's the the future of of in-play betting. I love love how quick it is. It's... it's, Look, it's... What'd you say? It's it's 180 seconds at a time? 180 seconds at a time. So, I'll bet on... You have time to place your bets. Yeah. You have sex. Come back and see if you want money. You might... But some people might even be able to have sex twice. Yeah. 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 If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you can have sex twice. Um, I would also like to point out it is um, a hot streak. Like you said, it's a dream. Uh, The hot streak nightmare is after I've had too too many beers, too many chilies. My wife uh, has to still do the laundry. She looks at my underwear. That's the hot streak nightmare. So don't confuse it too. Stick to hot streak, the betting app. It is awesome. Um, I'm looking for. I, I got whitelisted. I got to get on it uh, too. We're gonna do some events with it as well uh, because I love gambling, but I'm I'm more of a fantasy guy. So this is like the, the world's colliding for me. It's basketball. Well, you do, you it's do gambling, daily. You do daily, daily fantasy, right? It's not. It's not that much different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's all of the stress that is daily fantasy uh, brought to you in a, in a unique package in a different kind of way. Um, we have. Some- I, I do want to put a disclaimer out. Their name and their logo are completely not associated with us. They just so happen to pick something very similar, which works out well. It's, it's a, that's very Synergy true. Synergy Eagle is what that is what that means. Yeah. Uh, we we have uh, we have uh, a, co- a comedian, an actor, uh, one of our friends coming on the show. Uh, returning guest Akeem Hoy Charles. He's going to talk to us about some of the things that have happened uh, societally. It's 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 actually a fairly it's comedic anyway because when the three of us uh, and well the four of us Eagle as well, but mainly myself Terry and Akeem when we get together we can't help but sort of joke around and laugh. We're we're, we're friends. That's what we do. Uh, but there there is some serious stuff that we're going to talk about as well uh, as you might have guessed with us doing a show this week. Uh, I keep seeing. You know, Woj and, and, and Adam Schefter posting the results of the trial. And, of course, you get the parade of idiots, stick to sports. And it's like, listen, man, it's social media. They're going to post whatever they want. I love that we're on, on our own platform and we don't give a shit. If someone tells us to stick to sports, we don't care. We're going to do whatever we want because 
Like it's I, just, just because I'm a sports fan and I'm a journalist or whatever, it doesn't mean I'm not a human. You want to yeah. talk about human rights? Yeah, yeah, I don't have opinions on life. I mean, I've been um, trying to rein you guys in for content for years, but this is not one of those times I'd do that. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna get into that stuff. Uh, but you know, I was getting ready for the show, and as I was getting ready, Terry, there was there's something I do every week before the show. Jerk off. That no, 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 no. It, it, it's um, it's my drink meal. some my grapefruit pre- water. <laughs> I no longer do that. By the by the way, my mouth has stopped hurting <laughs> since I've switched to uh, enamel building uh, toothpaste and stopped drinking grapefruit every night. Uh, so go. thank you for that, Eagle. You've saved my mouth and countless dollars for sure. Um, but no, I I have breakfast for dinner uh, before shows because eggs and bacon's quick quick to, to 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 throw into a pan. Make myself a coffee. Get ready to go. That's something I've been doing, and, and I hadn't done that. Oh. You also forgot Sorry. to turn off your ringer. <laughs> no, it, for some reason, the new OS uh, uh, the new OS is uh, linked to my computer now. Uh, it links my phone to my computer. I haven't figured out how to turn it off yet. You won't. And my wife knows I'm on the show, calls me every week while I'm on the show. My dad, <laughs> my dad will be calling in the next five minutes for sure. Why but haven't so th- we turned that into a bit? Yeah, I know. We need to interview my wife every week when she calls. Um, she'll hate it. Um, but that's probably the only way she'll stop. Breakfast for dinner was a thing I started doing in college because often I would wake up, you know, 4.30 p.m. and make it to my 5 p.m. class. And it was just the quickest thing I can do. Um, so, But I have actually enjoyed it. I, I love it. So it's the thing I do. Do you guys ever do that or am I the only weirdo? But are we are we talking like full breakfast, like like a lumberjack breakfast type of thing? Or are you talking like a hybrid, like chicken and waffles type of meal? Well, no, I do like uh, I do like eggs and bacon because it's like oh, high protein, cool, yeah. carbs, so that it meets my dietary. I've eaten I've eaten eggs for dinner a bunch of times. I used to, when when I was when I was doing like intermittent fasting, and uh, and I was keto for a while when I was competing in jujitsu. I my meal every night would be six eggs on a bed of um, on oven roasted potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, with a little bit of salt and balsamic vinegar. And because it was like the heaviest thing I can eat. I, to me, it tasted so fucking good. I had that like almost every night. I thought yeah, a keto diet was when you cried yourself to sleep because you're not eating well. No, a keto diet is just no carbs, but I, I substituted. I yeah, well, I had sweet potatoes, but it's a, an athletic carb. So I would have that quinoa and basmatic rice. Those are the three carbs that I would be able to eat. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So I do on enjoy it. I put barbecue sauce on it. Sorry? I just need a bag of candy. I put barbecue sauce on it. Oh, games have started on Hot Streak. Terry Tam's going to make a bet right now. There you go. What you betting? What do you thinking, Terry? Uh, I don't know. Let's look at the Golden State Warriors versus the Washington uh, Wizards game. I'm gonna you pick- while you're while you're figuring that out. While you while you choose your players, yeah. I think it's time to introduce the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. So I took Russell Westbrook under zero and a half rebounds in the next three minutes, and I took Andrew Wiggins under zero and a half points in the next three minutes. So let's see if that's going to work out. Yeah, but, it all depends. If the game matters, then Andrew Wiggins won't score. If it's early in the game, he might. So uh, <laughs> that might be a, that might be an issue for you, Terry. Um, 
the, an issue an issue rose for uh, soccer fans this week, however, as a uh, proposed super league threw everyone into a what's a good term for the the, the English use? Is it is a tissy one of them? Do English uh, people get... they're take, taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, it, t- it took the piss out of the English. <laughs> uh, I think the piss out of lots of Europeans, but mainly the mainly the English. Um, and and I don't really understand it. And for that. We have a special guest, our, our correspondent, one of our first correspondents ever to join us on the show. Um, he's joining us as he as he does now and again whenever I don't understand things. Alex the intern, his job, he was hired basically for this. He was hired to do our social media and also to explain things where I'm too lazy or ignorant ignorant to read. Alex, make me less ignorant. Perfect, I will. You take us through the timeline. So the, the Super League is kind of folded now, but like explain to us what it was going to be, why it folded, and why it pissed off a bunch of English people. Well, first of all, why it pissed off many people was because... That's the opposite! You're literally doing the opposite! I'll start with the opposite. All right. <laughs> before you explain, explain what it is, uh, like, let's explain well, why people are pissed off. <laughs> All right, so it pissed off people because it would basically eliminate all competition um, from European soccer, basically. It would make leagues weak. It would make leagues less less revenue to them. It would basically give the most revenue to the clubs that would participate into the Super League, So essentially. What- so what this means, Alex, is that like let's say <clears throat> so Real Madrid joined. Everybody's pretty much gone. I don't know if there's any teams left, but Real Madrid joined. That means they wouldn't be in the Spanish league anymore. They wouldn't be in Primera. So what they first wanted to do is they wanted to uh, still participate in domestic leagues, but the domestic leagues, all of them said, "Fuck off. We we don't want you," and because you're going against FIFA, you're going against UEFA. We don't want you back in the league. So well, but is that the you... actual reason, or is it actually because they know that by being in the Super League and by sharing all this revenue, they would have access to all the best players, and then the smaller teams couldn't compete? That's exactly. A big reason. Exactly why, and and they put pressure on them by saying, "We're going to kick you out from the domestic league, and we're going to ban, and we're also going to ban your players from going to the World Cup." The, uh, Euros and all that. I found it fucked up. <clears throat> uh, so listen, I don't hate on them for for wanting to make more money. What I don't like is the fact that they that they were going to reject them from the domestic leagues because essentially the Super League was supposed to be a uh, fuck you message to Champions uh, League to, to the Champions League. Oh, okay, exactly. okay. So, yeah, because Champions League. I mean, listen, it's 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 a great tournament. It's one of the best. But uh, realistically, it's not, uh, what, what's good about Champions League is that it's not always the same teams. You'll play against a lot of different teams. What's bad about the Super League is that you'll always play against the same teams, but it's going to be the best teams, right? So it'll be more prestigious to win the Super League than the Champions League. But the Champions League has its history. I don't know, man. I just think there's this whole fucking joke for no, stu- for no reason. They were just trying to force the hands of all these leagues. That's all I was trying to do. Well, but so like I kind when I was watching the reaction to this, and maybe this is like – I I am not into soccer culture. Like I've actually been watching more and more Premier League uh, in the last year or so uh, than I than I have since. Who's your team, bro? Who's your team? I'm an Aston Villa guy. There's a story. I went to I went to uh, lost today. <laughs> oh yeah, well, they lose all the time. 
It's because I, I was in England, um, and they and um, I came across like there was this awesome store. It was like really, really narrow, but it was like super long inside. So on the outside, the store looked like nothing, but it basically had like every kit ever from every team, which wow. is a big deal for soccer because they they'd run through like thirty kits a season. But yeah, like, you can get like all the special editions, whatever. It was super cool, and Aston Villa had this like pink and blue uniform that I just thought was the coolest shit in must have been 1998 and so I, I i fell in love with the team and started following the team because i i just loved the kit and i thought it was super cool um and so yeah i've been watching them again and i was like yeah you still suck awesome fun you fact know. aston villa not invited to the super league for obvious reasons yeah because of their garbageness um <laughs> do the fans have that song that they sing like oh we lose every week we lose every right. week you're nothing special we lose every week no, so Aston Villa actually beat Liverpool this year seven two, so I can't really talk that much shit. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad it was a bad loss. I actually oh, I actually watched the write off. The season was, was a write off. It, it was one of the first games I watched Terry that since you know, or one of the only games I watched this season. And um, as I was watching it, um, I was I was like, oh, this is awesome! Like all the things people say about soccer isn't true. There's a bunch of goals. Aston Villa doesn't suck, and I was wrong. There's not a bunch of goals, and Aston Villa does suck. Okay, so Alex, so Alex, what's gonna happen next? Now, what's going on? Is the Super League done? Is Champions League gonna pay teams more? Uh, pay pay teams more money? What's gonna happen? So right now, they were they're talking about a proposed uh, Champions League um, reformat, like a new format where they add an extra four teams, I believe, and I believe each team plays a guaranteed ten games. Instead of the, the 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 eight games they play guaranteed, they're now gonna have ten games guaranteed, which will give more revenue uh, to the teams. And um, also, one of the stories that I find the most ridiculous about all this is Jose Mourinho. Okay. What about him? He got fired. So he got fired for telling his team, "No, I'm not taking you to the training grounds, and we're not." Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's exactly what he said. We're not going to the training grounds. What an idiot. And Why? Exactly. Because of the Super League, he he was su super against it, and he, guess what? He hated that the Spurs were going to be part of the Super League. Oh, okay. The Spurs is how they're known, right? Yes. Yeah, the Spurs. And what's important is the day after he got sacked, Spurs get out of the Super League. Well, because they felt the pressure, and they just wanted a reason to fire Mourinho because Mourinho's yeah. a fucking I, asshole. I was going to say, he just got fired for being an asshole again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but so, this time he was right. Yeah, he was right this time. So like the, the, the American ownership are looking for ways to make uh, soccer uh, more American, in a sense, right? Because they, they wanted to centralize the income, to have the income to be more predictable. Uh, a few of them were talking about introducing a salary cap, which is funny that, like, America is known as this capitalist country, but we treat the billionaires like communists, where they have to be protected by, from themselves by introducing a salary cap, by having drafts. Meanwhile, Europe is doing the most capitalist thing. Like, you can afford a player, he's all yours. And, by the way, you can buy them when they're children. Um, <laughs> but if you really want to make, if you really want to make um, the, the soccer leagues more American, Alex, I propose this question to you. What about when you sack a coach, they get hit by J.J. Watt? They get really sacked. Yeah. Really American. <laughs> that, that would be incredible. I'm down for that. Imagine, down, imagine every time, like, imagine, and they like, do like a live broadcast, like a live Zoom call. It's like, okay, uh, this guy's getting fired now, middle of the field, and JJ Watt just comes out of nowhere, dressed in a soccer uniform. Yeah. Cleats, socks, 
uh, shin pads and all, and just he lights them up, annihilates them. <laughs> I feel like I feel like people would like it. I feel like and then I, donates to his charity because you know JJ Watt, ultimate camera good guy. You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, ultimately, uh, the, the way I feel about the Super League is that it could have been done properly. It could have been done properly, but the problem is that. They didn't want to cooperate with UEFA and FIFA. They really they wanted. A, they were being sneaky. Yeah, they really wanted an independent league where they could make money for themselves, basically. So here's here's the thing. What I don't and like, the, what what I don't like about what happened with the Super League is one thing. It somehow turned FIFA and UEFA into the good guys, right? Like, it's true. aren't they notoriously corrupt and notoriously just terrible? Like, like they're okay. This is the same organization that's okay. You know. Throwing uh, the World Cup in Qatar in a desert, subjecting players to that, and also burying slaves so that they continue building the stadiums. So, yeah, like, but they're the good guys now because they stopped the Super League. <laughs> let's protest. Yeah, let's... Let, let's protest the idea that the billionaires want more money instead of instead of this. Alex, so, there's, there's one detail that I'm kind of missing here. I'm hoping you can kind of fill me in. Was this announced and then all the noise and backlash started, or was this leaked? Um, actually, back I think back a few months ago, or even la- even six months ago, I believe they were talking about it. They were talking about it. It was at first it was just a rumor. It wasn't actually concrete, saying hey, that's what's going to happen. It was just a suggestion. And it actually happened. So nobody thought it would happen. Nobody, absolutely nobody. And it happened. And it, within two three days, it got canceled because the whole football world was super against it. And I, I don't know anybody that was pro league. But I maybe maybe that's the thing though, right? Maybe this is actually to Pisa's point a conspiracy theory. Okay, everyone mm-hmm. put on your tinfoil hats. Uh, what if? On. They were still planning out the Super League. They hadn't figured out the details yet. They were still trying to understand the structure and how things were going to work. And the exodus are are negotiating. And someone at FIFA is like, why don't we just tell people they're doing this? No, no, it was an it was an announcement. They made the announcement themselves. Yeah, but what if what if they knew someone was going to announce it first on their Ah. behalf, and they were like, okay, we have to tell people, fuck, like, okay, and they put it out, and then everyone's like, oh, and the uh, the uproar happened. Like, what if there was actually a true (laughs) launch plan for this league that was sabotaged? FIFA hats off. Tinfoil hat staying on. LeBron James recently buying into Liverpool. LeBron James's team owns a team that goes into the league. Maybe LeBron James is is going to try move into soccer. Trying to prove that he's the best athlete of all time because you know there's the whole MJ it. talk. Yeah, MJ made play two sports. That's why true. can't LeBron play two sports? Why can't he play the world's game? Yeah, why can't he just be imagine he becomes like one of the best goalies ever at 35 just, just years old? Like no one thought of putting someone six foot eight in goal. <laughs> <laughs> like six foot eight and monstrously athletic. I don't care how big you are. No, but there's actually goal some goalies are fucking monsters. I don't care how big you are, nobody can Nobody's good in that net unless you have like fucking the sickest reaction time. It's yeah. crazy how fast these shots come and these goalies how they save them. Beautiful. Uh, well, I will uh, say my, my favorite my favorite thing is you guys know you know me. I'm always looking for the funny. I am have strong feelings either way. I think at some point some level of Super League is going to happen. Don't forget the Premier League didn't exist till 1990 when the best English team said let's make a Super League. So I mean, um, all right, I lost. So uh, Westbrook oh. did did get a re- he got two rebounds. 
And Wiggins got two points. So I lost my bet. It's annoying. So the the, the thing is, the, the, the funniest part, the funniest part for me though in all this was Everton making a statement to like, no, we're sticking in the Premier League because of the fans. Like you, that's like the 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 dude who doesn't get invited to the party because he's a loser is like, well, I don't want to go anyway. Yeah, I wasn't like <laughs> like a guy who gets fired from his job and he's like, I was gonna quit anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I quit. Yeah, one of those guys. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Alex, the intern, for explaining that to me. I actually did learn quite a bit about it. I, I, I just, I don't really understand sort of the backlash. So thank you for for framing that for me. Well, the way you should understand it is also the UEFA and FIFA are like left nut and right nut. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the the they operate together. They're best friends, and they both corrupt. I don't know. Well, Lance Armstrong won a Tour de France with one nut. So, but maybe the Super League was <laughs> trying to be center nut. They're trying to be the third nut. Yeah, the Super League is trying the to be the third nut. nut. Yeah, three testicles, that goes a long way. Yeah. You know, you know what they say? Uh, two testicles is enough testicles, but three's company. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving forwards, I do think that the Super League, well, UEFA and FIFA should really find a solution to stop corruption. Because I think that's one of the main reasons why Super League exists as well. I think they wanted to eliminate corruption as well. And uh, the, the FIFA, the, the UEFA director last, well, the past director, Seb Blatter, he was the biggest fraud, the biggest money laundering person ever. And then, the, and then they brought in someone else who's also the same guy, uh, Gianni Infantino, who's yeah. also been found guilty of stuff. So really, and, and they also operate in Switzerland. So quite convenient for them to operate in Switzerland because their money is not basically available on taxes. So... Lots of corruption going up there. It's disgusting. But it's soccer. You, you have to automatically assume that it's going to be corrupt and it's going to be fucking dirty. Uh, let's jump into Jake Paul with Alex. Sure. Um, so I, I have um, – I, I only watched this later. Um, I'm not a huge fight fan, as you know, uh, Terry. Um, and this wasn't a fight I was particularly interested in the first place. I, like everyone, want to see Jake Paul get punched in the face. Yeah. Jake Paul, however, has realized – that there's a market in people wanting to see him punch him in the face. And then when I saw that, when I saw, first of all, Ben Askren showing up with no one in his corner and also bigger love handles than me, I was like, oh, he doesn't care about this fight at all. And it's completely out of shape. Terry, tell me if I'm wrong. So you're, uh, you know, you're kind of in the middle there. So people say that Askren didn't care about this fight. He was still training. He just not well, he's never he was a guy to really. Guy. No, it's because he just looks different than what he did before because he's fighting twenty pounds heavier. He's a lot, also a lot older, so the skin's not as tight. You know, there's all these factors. I don't think that Ben Askren didn't take it seriously. I just didn't think that he cared if he lost or won, which, which is makes the, which is the epitome of not he, taking it seriously. Yeah, yes, you, you, <laughs> you prepare, you prepare, you you go to the gym five times a week instead of seven times a week. You know what I mean, like. One of those things. He takes the weekends off, you know. Like that's the way I saw Ben Askren fight. And you know, kudos to Jake Paul because Jake Paul. I mean, he looked he looked good. He looks like he's his boxing from fight to fight, all three fights. You can see the improvement on every single fight. And the guy throws a nice jab. He throws the same combo. He throws the 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 left jab and then the right hook over the top. He throws the body a lot. Like he, you can tell he knows what he's doing. He looks like a three and zero. Uh, boxer. He looks like a, a maybe like his first professional fight after like maybe twenty amateur fights. That's what he looks like, but, which but isn't bad. But that's fair. That's where he's at. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the, and I think he's, so, let's see when he fights like you know this, this top boxer. Like 
but he himself knows he's not at that level. Yeah, right? but that's the thing is, he, and he says it too. He's like, I should be losing to these guys. These guys are calling me out. So it's like, I should be losing to these guys. They're so confident. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to run and fight Floyd Mayweather today. And you know, he makes a good point. He says, he says that at three and oh, I was at three and oh, I was, I've made more money than Conor McGregor was in his third fight and made more money than Floyd Mayweather was doing in his thir- third fight. So like, there's that aspect where people just want to see him lose, but well, I'll, I'll, we'll I, get to the money. Yeah. We'll get to the money thing in a second. Uh, I want to know if Alex still has his tinfoil hat on. Was this a dive? That was your initial reaction. Uh, I only saw it when I woke up at like four thirty-eight in the morning because I'm old and that's what I do now. So I saw it. I thought it was a dive. Uh, he went. Nice I, I, I look. I didn't know Jake Paul had that much power. Okay, I, I wasn't aware of it. Okay, but um, that punch was pretty good. So, okay, like I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, what really got me into him diving was more the fact that he was laughing off while rocking off the ring. So I'm not sure if he was happy about winning the money more than losing. For sure, for sure, it's one of his biggest. Could have just been a nervous laugh too, like knowing he no, got caught the punch. The laugh is the laugh is normal. I mean, it's like everybody thinks that just because you get knocked out that you're supposed to be mad and you're supposed to whatever. A lot of these guys, they go back there and nothing changes in their life. They made yeah. their money. They're like prize they're, fighters. They're, it's a they're job. They're, they're his, wife, his wife is hugging him and she probably made a joke that made him laugh. Like, you know, him and yeah, his wife have a very The joke was he got beat by Jake Paul. Um, <laughs> so I, I will say... I don't I'm think it was a dive. I just I'm think that Ben Askren becomes... He's he's gonna be. He knows how to take a few jokes. So he's he's like, you know what? I'll take the shot for the MMA community. I'm I'm a little I'm a little let down that I didn't actually uh, watch the whole the whole card and everything, because this actually seems like it was set up like this this great entertaining um, show. And 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 to me, I've always seen that. Uh, sports is not this like pure beautiful thing. I, I you guys know how I am. Um, I've just said like entertain me, and so like the the concerts and uh, all this stuff. I think Terry and I are gonna vehemently disagree about this, but I I don't particularly care that it's not the serious fight thing. I think this is a lot of fun. I think this is the future of fighting. No, and, no. Yeah, well, and, so we're gonna agree on a few things, and we're gonna disagree on the main thing. This is not the future of fighting. I actually think we're gonna actually <laughs> end up agreeing on the main thing, but I'm gonna say this is the future of fighting because this was a lot of fun. Go Terry. Okay, it's not the future of fighting. The future of fighting <laughs> is what we see now. Okay, the future of fighting is actual getting uh, 20 20 year old 10 and 0 boxers uh, or guys like Canelo, guys that are actually still relevant in the fight game like the actual the fight game and the what we saw on saturday are two very different things i'm not nothing negative against what we saw on saturday it that's what it is it's a showcase it's a but why not a, but why not get the the great fighters and add some of the wwe spectacle the the concerts the uh all the fun so we've part. seen that before we've seen that before we saw uh floyd mayweather come out with uh method man we saw, I mean, sorry, Roy Jones come out with Method Man. We saw Conor McGregor come out with uh, Sinead O'Connor. You know, like, we've seen this stuff before. You know what I mean? But There's, never this, not that I can remember anyway, Terry, not, not to this level. I think it did a disservice. I think it made, I think it made this, it, it lost, it took a notch down. Like, people are still going to pay. That's not, that's not the, no, what I'm saying. 1.5 million, million pay-per-view buys. It's absolutely bananas. And, and people are still going to pay. People are going to watch. But it kind of took away from the fact that this is a boxing event. When I see 
Frank Mir against Steve Cunningham, who Steve Cunningham was acting like he just won the world championship. Did you see that belt? My brother and I used to make those fucking belts when we were kids, man. Like <laughs> aluminum and cardboard. That's all you fucking need. But what, I mean then, that, what I mean by that is not like the quality of the fighting, but sort of like the production elements. Like, Alex, am I alone on this thing? Like, get him out of there. Well, Pete Davidson, get him out of there. So, okay, so you, De La Hoya, get actually, him out of there. Alex, sorry, I was going to go to you. No, no. But I, 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 I got to tell you about this. Terry, you hate Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I don't hate Snoop Dogg. I hate when he <laughs> talks about, about how you hate Snoop Dogg. No, I don't hate Snoop Dogg. I like Snoop Dogg. Rick I'm a fan. Hughes. I'm a fan of his music. I just think that he needs to shut the fuck up sometimes when it comes to fighting because he acts like he's in the ring. Okay, the 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 Mike Tyson and um, and Roy Jones fight. He had a few good one liners. It was beautiful. He's yelling. He's trying to talk to the fighters. You don't talk to the fighters. But again, I just to me, it's just entertainment. I I was more annoyed. No, he's a joke. By people, I was more annoyed by 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 like the 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 wooden old TV guys being like. Well, Snoop, are you still high from that blunt for the 40th oh, time that I asked up. you? Like, I, I, thought, I thought that was more annoying. Um, so w- do you think I'm way off with this, Alex, in terms of like, I like the entertainment aspect. I see this as like, if the three of us, or I keep forgetting Eagles here because he's not on camera. If the four of us were hanging out, drinking, <laughs> eating ribs, whatever, you know, hitting up some like barbecue sauce on our, on, our, on our delicious, delicious meat, which I never forget to rub. Um, is it, Am I crazy saying this is just a fun party atmosphere? So, with the way boxing has been this past couple of years, uh, where the fact that it, there's not many fighters in the in the boxing world that you know bring big big pay per views anymore. You know, lots of boxers right now we don't even know when they fight. There's not much um, hype. You find out like them. you find out like you find out like Thursday. You know. Exactly, you find out that they are two before they, they they're fighting. I'm like, oh fuck, Canelo's uh, fighting today. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly, and and boxing is not the same as it used to be. I, f- I believe it's part of the UFC, um, conquering some fans and bringing them over, making them UFC fans. Uh, I think UFC grew up grew a lot these past couple of years. So I think when UFC went up, boxing went down. So boxing right now. Yeah, that, that's how I see it right now. It's becoming uh, a show where pop, where celebrities fight each other, basically. And well, but, like, <laughs> but maybe, maybe this is. I, I was actually thinking. So when you when you look at it from an economic standpoint, um, the the avenue Jake Paul, Jake Paul's given himself a career. At mm-hmm. what point do UFC fighters not just say like, "Hey, why why am I taking?" The, the the pennies being thrown at me by, by Dana White when I can go out there and create so get the, think, my own content created. You're thinking about it completely different here. So the thing about UFC fighters different different from boxers is that they if you're a successful UFC fighter you didn't come from much. Okay, there isn't many UFC UFC champions that came up rich. If you look at every single one of their storylines, it's from the gutter. Because who would do that if you had to? Try yeah, this? who would get punched in the exactly. face for money for fun? Conor McGregor says it all the time. He's like, my son has a lot of skill. He's like, I see it, but he's not going to be a boxer. He's not going to be a fighter. He can't be. He doesn't know what it's like to fight for money. He doesn't know what it's like to not be able to eat for a week. You know, he's not going to know. He's not going to understand it. And that's that's the reality that 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 they're growing up as. And it's like. Even Cesar Chavez said the same. Th- Chavez said the same thing about his son. He's like, he's a great fighter. He's going to be a world champion, but he doesn't have the same itch that I did. And it's the reality. And it's like that's the thing about these UFC fighters. Tyron Woodley, he wants to be an 
UFC champion. He doesn't want to be the guy that beat Jake Paul in his fourth professional boxing fight. Oh, I even, understand. Even if I'm it's going to make him a million dollars. But why not? But why wouldn't Woodley or or even like again like the thing is the top end of UFC gets paid decently anyway. But you know why wouldn't guys go out and make challenges and go out and set their own pay per views? to be able to generate more income for themselves. So there's yeah, one I thing mean, is like, when you sign the UFC... Wouldn't you want to be the guy that beat Jake Paul type of thing? Like, wouldn't you well, want to hold that as a badge and maybe use it to promote future fights? And maybe. also pocket a bunch of money? When, you, when, you, when you're in the UFC, is that you're, you have one fighting promotion and it's Zufa. They own you. So you can't really go out unless they let you. Ben Askren was exempt. Because he's basically retired from MMA, so Dana White's like, okay, go fight this guy. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, so, so some guys they might not be able to, and they don't want to risk if they say if they're gonna leave their contract. And Zufa's like, well, I don't want you. I have no value in you if you lose to Jake Paul. You yeah. know what I mean? As a promoter, why would I want my guy who's making twenty thousand dollars to why lose to Jake Paul? It makes me look bad. Take their own, take their, take the power out of the hands of that singular promoter and give themselves that power. Because the, the it, they've tried with MMA unions, they've tried with like kind of trying to take the power away from the UFC and Zufa, but it's it's crazy how 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 well they control uh, uh, the market. You know what I mean? And you know, and Cor uh, Corey Anderson this week came out. He's fighting a Bellator now. He's fighting the UFC. He said he's made more in his last two fights than he's made in fifteen fights in the UFC. I don't believe that because he's made like close to like two million dollars in the UFC, and he only made like five hundred thousand dollars in Bellator. But whatever, regardless. Is that is this? People like to say that UFC doesn't pay enough, but they do pay enough. They could. Well, be no, but what you're saying, though. but enough, enough, Terry. Like enough isn't like a million dollars versus you know a guy who makes thirty thousand dollars a year. It's enough based on you know what the league makes versus what they make, what, what the organization makes versus what they make. The same thing was true of WWE in the early days in the in the eighties and nineties, and it's no longer the case now. They have a much greater share of the income than they used to have. And I think that's in the future anyway. I was just thinking maybe this is the way to get there. But to your point, it's probably set up in a way that there are so many other hurdles that I don't know because I'm not on the inside. If I'm like Arnold Allen, okay, he fights out of TriStar. He just won. He's like 9-0 and in the UFC. If I'm him, I'm already making a name in the UFC. What's the point of looking for a boxing fight outside and trying to get a payday from Jake Paul or whatever the YouTuber or Insta famous person, whoever the fuck you wants to fight. There's no benefit to that because I'll get the money there, but then I kind of lose credibility and actually what I want to do. All these guys want to do is become the baddest motherfuckers on the planet and just beat the shit out of people for money. And they don't want to do that unless it's to somebody that's that's considered better than them. They don't yeah. never want the asterisk. That's why Ben Askren didn't give a shit. He's like, if I lose to Jake Paul, Ben Asterix. Ben Asterix. If if I lose the Jake Paul, he's like whatever. I'm gonna. He, he probably made close to like five, ten million dollars. They sold sixty yeah. million dollars worth of pay per views. Ben Askren for sure had a lot of points on the on the on the on the pay per view buy. So he made like I think it's like seven hundred thousand dollars is his to show up, and then he probably made like additional three, four, five million dollars just to just to based on pay per view buys. For but, sure. But who's next, Terry? Who's next? Dylan, is, 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 it has is to be honest. It has to be Dylan because Dylan doesn't shut the fuck up. And I just listened to him on another podcast and he doesn't shut the fuck up. And he just talks. I love Dylan, but he just talks shit. And he says he says everybody's name and he can't fight any of them because he's either injured, not in the same promotion. They're pussies. No, no, no. Like it's just it's always something with him. He yeah. wanted to fight Jake Paul. He wanted to be here, but he had uh, in, in place of Ben Askren. But he uh, tore his ligaments in his knee and whatever. And he tried to push the fight a month. And Jake Paul said, fuck you. And Jake Paul, to his reason, he's like, I'm not fighting you. He's like, you're fighting me. I tell you when to fight. And that's the reality because Dylan yeah. Dennis is not selling 1.5 million pay-per-views. But Jake Paul is. He's hate selling it. It's, it's awesome. But uh, it's amazing. Good for him. 
when we come back, we're going to have an interview. We're going to go into an interview with uh, comedian, actor, and friend, Akeem Hoy Charles. Um, and then we'll go into Rapid Fire. Um, Alex, you joining us for Rapid Fire? Sure. Awesome. Let's take a quick break. And we're back. We're totally not pretending we did the other segment before. Um, joining us, as promised, I hope I remember to say that later before, is Akeem Hoy Charles, comedian extraordinaire. And actually, Akeem, I just heard you're on a new show. Yes, I'm acting now. I'm dabbling in the acting world. But thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to be here with my brothers, with my FPF brothers, my brethren. I miss you guys a lot. This whole uh, Same here, man. Same. and me living on the other side of the world sucks. Are, Kim, are you show? funnier on, on stand-up, or you're funnier when they film you and have to edit you? Uh, that's a good question. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fuck you, Eagle. Are we like to swim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Eagle. No, um, it's a mix of it's a mix of both. It depends. You know, it depends what's your fancy. You feel me? If you fancy my stand-up, me as a human being, you'll appreciate my stand-up. If you fancy me acting like an idiot on command because someone told me to, wrote it in the script, then you're gonna like that too. But I've been doing a lot of serious stuff. Listen, you guys don't understand. I'm a serious actor. Okay. Yeah, you're on so a show. show you're on? You're, yeah, you're telling me you're on a show. What is it? Yeah, I can't tell you. I can't divulge that information until nope. the season's Aww. Aww. I have I signed an NDA. I can't. Why? What's the what point of that? Is the only thing I can tell you it's on it's on Warner. The only that's on Warner. Okay. And, and is it a comedy? Like can you tell us the type of show? It's a combination of a bunch of different genres it, they have funny moments and have serious moments so no is the answer you can't tell us okay so got you are, are you more <laughs> of like a, a hero more of an antagonist or more of like a background character uh, like do you have a name or are you like driver number two can we just address the disrespect evil i don't know how much vaginal activity he's been getting through quarantine but the disrespect is real i don't know where this sense of confidence came from we used to be friends yeah, i'm telling much money we pay him too much money. Oh, that's that's it. You, like you give him a little raise, you upgrade from being from pushing the eagle sound to something else, and now look what you get. I don't like this eagle. I'm an actor. My stuff goes. My stuff doesn't go straight to DVD anymore. It goes like streaming service. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what kind so, of streaming services? Because there's other streaming services that you might be on that you know. Yeah, is there might... a monthly subscription I pay you to, yeah. to see you do things? Or like no, like. POV. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, you guys, you guys are getting to the hard-hitting journalism. You guys are gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's, it's regular streaming services like your Netflix, your Hulu's, your ah, okay. whatever stuff. You know, just so, regular shit. So this is um, this is always a, an interesting pivot because you know we have Akeem on. Akeem's obviously very funny. I actually came out to see you back when we were allowed to go into public places. Uh, enjoyed the show. It was awesome. Um, I, if, for anyone who hasn't had a chance to ch check out Akeem's stand-up, please do if you can, because yeah, you really pulled up to a show. I've, I've seen you like three times. Yeah, yeah, you pulled up to a show, and you were supposed, and you came. Was it was a Young Hollow that you came with too? At the time, I came. I came with Hollow once, and I came with yes. my girlfriend the other two times. That's it. And then Eagle. I know. It's, you 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 broke I, his trust. You broke his friendship. That's what I liked was. his post on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's not even on Twitter anymore. So um, that's it. No, but double tapped uh, at IG. So the, the interesting pivot, the interesting of course, is that uh, we would be remiss if we didn't have uh, a serious conversation that I wish we would never have to have. But it is topical, 
And it's something, just having known Akeem for as long as I've known him, um, it's something I think uh, he'd like to get into. And of course, Akeem, you're here too, so you can address it. Uh, and if you want to just stick to the funny, we can as well. But obviously, um, the Derek Chauvin trial is over. It was weirdly uh, called the George, George Floyd trial in some weirdest Weird. thing I've ever seen. Uh, but but it was uh, absolutely uh, the Derek Chauvin trial because we can say it now with absolute uh, we, we, no, no one can come at us. It's an absolute fact. Certainty. The murder trial of Derek Chauvin, the murderer, um, because uh, while it's not, it doesn't resolve all of the issues at all, it is a step in a positive direction. So I have a, a little thing to say about it in a second, but I do want to get your opinions on it first. What was your reaction when you first saw it? Uh, I was fucking happy. I was in the gym screaming. People didn't know what the fuck I was so excited about. I'm like, take out this top 50 best catches and put on this fucking trial. I was trying to tell them. <laughs> I was so I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic, but it's not over yet, right? It's not done. Huh. He he still has to get uh, convicted, and we still need to see the time. Like he could easily do 40 years with like five years before he can get parole, which is bullshit. Yeah. Right? So I want to see I want to see him get the book at him and actually see the full extent of the law um, expressed on him, right? Because I think what 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 black people or any, like, marginalized community needs is to see the law work on their side. A lot of people are like, oh, I hope he gets killed in jail, da da da, da. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, at least for the next eight weeks when he's in jail, no bail, I want him to be alive, and I want to see the justice system actually give him the full extent of the law. 40 years, 40 to life, no fucking um, early release, nothing. Just and show that the law is on our side. After that, whatever happens after that, fine. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. see what you want. You know? I think. I think that. I think that he he won't get. I don't think he's gonna get a full sentence. I think he'll somehow find a way to appeal. He'll probably get like a ten year sentence or whatever the case may be, because there's still a lot of people out there that think he, you know, it could have been manslaughter. I don't think anybody's saying. That what he did was right was justified. I mean, there are some idiots out there that are saying what he oh, did was justified, but there are some people out there that are also saying like, okay, there is a toxicology report and all this shit, but like, there's always an excuse, there's always a reason to why uh, to justify why a policeman killed somebody, and usually the person becomes. It, it's usually in the case where a policeman kills a black guy that people are always justifying why the police killed somebody, and in this situation, is a lot of people think it should be manslaughter. Yeah, he should have complied or whatever. I, I remember last year when this happened, um, I told I told my roommate at the time, I'm like, this is going to be the one that changes shit. This is going to be the one. Because all the other, like, uh, killings involving police um, were all knee-jerk reactions. There was a gunshot, right? It's all knee-jerk reaction. Oh, shit. Oh, I saw a cell phone, but I thought it was a gun. Boom, he's dead. Oh, I reacted too quickly. This time. But at this point... At, what, at first, we thought he had eight minutes and 46 seconds to change his mind. Then we realized he had almost 10 minutes. You had every opportunity to ch to stop what you were doing to change his mind. If he had lifted up for at least, at least a second, half of half an inch of pressure, you know, George Floyd might be alive today. So, so that's what made people realize and like, oh, shit, there's a serious problem. What I try to explain to people that say that his, you know, that he had heart problems because of all the drugs and stuff like that. I said, you don't understand when you're being choked out, it takes a really long time. And your heart, your body does a lot of things when the oxygen isn't going to your brain. And I know this, having studied martial arts and having choking, choked a bunch of people out, you choke people out and it makes them 
go out. There's br- the oxygen stops in the brain. And he's saying, I can't breathe. The, another thing is that, having studied mixed martial arts my entire life, is realizing that three cops had to hold this guy down for what? For what? We see all these cops. They have no idea what they're doing. People say defund the police, whatever. I think there should be more money into training and all that shit. We can get into that another day. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, but I'm happy that something's happened today and that we're maybe we'll see a change. And to your point, Akeem, that was the case. I just think that the media blew it way out of proportion. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't they say they blew to. it out of proportion. Yeah, well, they had to because it was huge. It was it was the most shocking uh, murder on TV in the in like the longest period of time, right? But for me, it's like we go two steps forward to convict Derek Chauvin, and then we go ten steps back because. There were literally three murders the next day. Yeah. It's uh, a gun was a taser. Boom. What an idiot. It's it's frustrating uh for sure, but I will I will say this, and I'm 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 a little bit older than you guys. And and for all I know you might remember this as much as I do, but I, I have very vivid memories of the LA riots and uh you know the response to the Rodney King uh, beatings. Now, the LA riots weren't a response to the beatings. They were a response to the police officers not being found guilty for anything but the sort of the least charge that was that was out there. And I was like, my God, that was something that happened 30, literally 30 years ago. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was talking to colleagues and I said, if 30 years ago we had we saw it happen on film and there was no accountability. And if in 30 years there isn't accountability, then we've made absolutely no progress. So at the very least, at the very least, we now see that there's accountability in one of the most important jobs in the world, upholding, you know, upholding justice, right? Upholding, you know, uh, you know protecting, protecting people, uh, serving and protecting people, right? So we now know that there is accountability, and that's where we can actually start. Like, this is the starting point. Yeah, it took 30 yeah. years to get to the starting point. Yeah, how, that's, how that's it, actually my worry about the whole thing, though, right? Like, people are calling Darnella Frazier a hero because she managed to record the whole thing. There's a question in my mind of what if they hadn't had the film? Would he still have been convicted? Or how many times isn't there the film? Exactly, you know? You know? And so is the message the cops to treat people with respect or to not get caught on film? Yeah. That's the fucking question. That's the question. And I, I don't know if you guys watched the trial live or anything, but there was something that the prosecution said that really stuck to me. It's like, is it is it policing or your pride? Right? A lot of times, would, I spend too much time on Facebook watching these, like, cops pull over people for absolutely no reason. I watched one the other day where a guy had an air freshener in his window, and the cop said, you can't have anything deterring you from your vision. And he's like, can I license registration? He's like, what the fuck? Like, this makes no sense, Right. And he's like, I don't have to do any of this stuff. I'm not. And then the ego gets into play. And then we end up with murders. But what I do want to say is I want to shout out to you three. Because having come, being black, right, and being like growing up in Canada and, and probably being a token black guy everywhere I've gone in my entire fucking life, having white friends who get it is very important and it's appreciative. And you guys are spreading it out. Like, it's, it's fucking dope to have people in my life that, like, I don't have to sit here and explain. I can just sit back and watch. And y'all, like, this is stupid. This makes no sense. And it's like, I ain't got to say shit, man. They, they, they get me. You guys yeah. get me. So it's, it's <laughs> I love you guys and I appreciate it. Less so, less so uh, Eagle, because he's talking shit. 
But I appreciate you guys, honestly, because it's, 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 we need you. I, I need you guys, right? I need you guys. There's a couple of things that I saw uh, around the time, uh, you know, as the, the trial was coming to a close. And one was saying that um, if if you don't understand what black people are going through right now, you don't have black friends, you know, black people. And I, I thought yeah. that was that, oh, that, that was, was, uh, that was Popovich. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then and then another thing I saw was uh, oh, John was Avicii, uh, ex-NBA player. Um, he actually said it's not enough to be uh, to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. And and that's how you actually see change. If you you if you actually stand up against it, and that's something we've done from the beginning because we said, you know what, we we're owners of our own network, so we yeah. can talk. We, I don't even consider it politics. Race isn't politics. It, it's only oh, become that in the last four years. But oh. I don't I don't have a problem talking about it. Terry's not a problem talking about it. Eagles not a problem oh. talking. About it. So we're going to. And uh, and I will say, and, and Pease and I and I, me, I'm I'm more. Uh, right-wing conservative than Eagle and Pizar, that's for sure. But uh, we still agree on, on a basic fact, and it's not about politics. It's a social justice issue, and people have to figure that out because as soon as you start looking... Listen, I'm not saying that all these people online, these alt-right guys and like Ben Shapiro and all these people, they're not wrong. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with them, but I just think that they see it differently. And, you know, and, and the reason is, is if you, ha- you, just, you just have to have conversations. If you have a conversation with somebody, you'll start seeing it differently too. There's this guy, there's this guy, uh, Steven Crowder. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I know him very well, actually. Yeah, Steven I'm Crowder. actually a fan to, with like 90% of, what, 90% of what he says, yeah. Because he's from I, Montreal. I, he's a jiu-jitsu yeah, guy. Yeah, Ormstown. I yeah. only liked when he did Arthur. That was it. Other than that, I don't fuck with him, right? <laughs> but he, he went online and he made a video trying to debunk the George Floyd um, just how he died, right? Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, you're watching it, and you're sitting there, and you're like, see, I could talk perfectly. And I'm like, and I could breathe. And like, yeah, but here's one fundamental difference between what your, your display and what happened to George Floyd, is that you're, the person that's leaning on you isn't on your fucking neck. Yeah. Or else you would be dead. Like, you're literally proving the point that we're trying to make. Your video wouldn't be a thing if you died in the video. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the thing. Like that, that's that was the weirdest defense to me, where it was like, "You're trying to convince me that the thing I saw with my eyes is not what happened." Yo, I watch Fast and Furious. I know that shit is about family. <laughs> I know it's about family, so I know what I'm watching at all times. You know? I know when I'm watching a murder, and, and that's a murder. I'm I'm trying to remember who it was. It was like a radio host that was super like, oh, waterboarding's not torture, blah blah blah. And they brought in a guy to do it. The guy didn't last fucking one second. The of moment course. water touched his face, he's like, "Yep, fuck this shit, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, it's the worst, man. Of yeah. course not. But like again, it's easy for these people to kind of. But that's their that's their thing though. That's their market. That's their lane. That's the, and I've always said that's the problem with American um, American politics, right? You don't have anybody who's like Terry who is uh, right, middle right, or middle left, or like, you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck are you going to run a country off two parties? You're lumped in with the extremes. If you're a conservative just because you make X amount of dollars a year and you don't want to pay a thousand dollars of fucking how much money, millions of dollars in taxes, right? You're lumped in with the fucking uh, racist fucking guy who lives in a trailer park? That makes no sense. Exactly. Like, all bullshit aside, people talk about Canadian politics, but we have, like, fucking, what, five different parties? Like yeah, it makes like prominent actual- prominent ones too, to the point where like the like, the the Parti Québécois they get votes in Manitoba. Like it's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, 
every if, if a party has something here at least you know a lot of people are sensible enough to be like no that's a red line like i don't cross that right like i can agree with everything else but this is something i fundamentally have to disagree with and can't support you the u.s you disregard everything and single issue you know but but that's a thing that's weirdly appealing to a younger and younger demographic is sort of like just aligning with a specific party mm -hmm. i've always looked at stuff and said well i agree with this on this specific issue on this yep. other issue i don't have to agree with you because i agreed on something else literally that's what terry and i do every week on this show so why would it be different in politics but the problem is is that is that you have you're forced to pick one of the two right so and what happens is that because you pick one you feel the need that you have to agree with everything that's said you know what i mean and that's the problem with people in the states it's like you're so conditioned to have to believe that okay well if i'm on this side Everything they say has to be right. This is, I have to believe this. I have to do that. Which is crazy. Why would you think a politician's being honest at any time? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not an, I'm not an anti-Trumper in any way, but I'm not pro-Trump either. Like, I'm kind of like, listen, I don't think he was that bad of a president. I don't think he's racist. I just think he just doesn't know how to shut the fuck up sometimes. And I don't agree with everything he says, but I also... Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lump myself in just because I would have supported Trump if I was in the states. It doesn't mean that I'm pro abortion, oh. uh, anti uh, pro life or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't or, mean or pro Proud Boys or pro. I was gonna yeah. say sometimes he's definitely racist. I'm a, I'm just gonna. I don't, think, I don't think so. Sometimes it feels like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm all for, like, a balanced budget, you know, conservative spending, social programs, and also eating your firstborn child. And people are like, well, those social programs, though, you know? Great. Yeah, they're fantastic. That's great. But no, but overall, back to the Chauvin case, I'm just happy that um, we can see it come to fruition because a lot of people were very, like, pessimistic. A lot of people didn't believe that it would happen or anything. Yeah. And well, I just want now, but we need to go after... Um, Sandra, all the people, Sandra Bland, uh, Brianna Taylor, they walked into her house, killed her while she was asleep. Like all the, like the whole, this should be the beginning, like P said, to the reform. This should yeah. be the domino number let's, one. Let's, let's, let's hope what, what was, just to lighten it up a little bit, what was your uh, reaction that came to seeing the, um, the Raiders social media uh, coming out with the, the slogan, we, uh, we can breathe uh, with, can with breathe. yesterday's date. I know what they meant. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can breathe. Um, I know what they meant, but it, it, it didn't come off well considering that I it was anti-protest um, anti slogan from earlier in the year. I think that whoever's, whoever's on that marketing team needs to get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, no, because you have, because, listen, and the Raiders, here's the thing about the Raiders. The Raiders have always done some type of finicky, like, type of shit all their fucking life. Like, you have, you have um, uh, the quarterback, De uh, De um, what's his name? Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr, sorry. Derek Carr. Um, coming out, saying a bunch of shit about Trump and, and stuff that would really piss a lot of black people off when your entire offensive line is from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have arguably the blackest team in the league. Like, short of the Houston Texans, I don't know a blacker team. <laughs> yeah. Than, and even yeah. historically, right? Like, historically, yes. the Raiders have been a very, very black team oh, in the time black. where it wasn't. Well, it's because the, the city. All the kids that went to USC and it had to, only got in because they had an 800 square, uh, 
uh, scored. He had 500 for writing your name on the SATs, and they couldn't make it through school. They went to the Raiders. That's exactly Apparently, what. it was Mark Davis's idea, by the way. So that also tells you all his marketing the guy's staff haircut, are yes-men. <laughs> yeah, that means, that means he hired. The guy's him. making bad decisions on a daily basis with that haircut. No, <laughs> shit. no shit he's making that decision. So, Akeem. I'm just – in terms of race issues, uh, I think out of all the teams in the league – the Raiders need to really kind of like dot their I's, cross their T's, and make sure what they put out there makes sense before so I, the entire team fucking revolts. So, Akeem, you said before that you appreciate us and how, you know, we're white guys and you're always the token guy. Is Does this mean that I, when I'm listening to a rap song, I don't have to skip that word? I can just you, kind you of definitely, like... You definitely have to skip it. I still have to skip it? Listen, it's so listen, annoying, man. And there's I'm some songs I'm like, eh, every 10 words. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I talk about it all the time. I say, listen, if you want your N-word pass, just give me five bucks, and I'll give you one of those little punch card things, and then you can <laughs> you can punch it out and say each time you just you know what I'm saying I'll punch it out for uh, you. You just um, reminded me actually because when I was playing football at Vanier, I got the pass from who? Callan Exeter, safety. Yes, but here's the thing: you only got that pass within the locker room. No, it was in the one cafeteria person. at I was out and about. Like, there was a lot of people. I don't know about that one. No, but I only got the pass for songs, not for, like, everyday life. I would never oh, drop it. Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, you know, like, I no, get no, it. No, I wouldn't. I don't care if, if other people say it. Like, I would try, I would often travel growing up to New York, go travel to New York, spend six months out of the year there from, like, birth up until there. You can't tell no Puerto Rican not to say the word nigga. Like, they'll, yeah, they'll exactly. fight. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, for me... I personally don't care. But mind you, I will say this. Not every black person is as liberal as me. I guess so I if you're going to say it, I mean, you listen, everyone here has been in traffic on the fucking 20. I understand it. It slips <laughs> out, so you get cut off. I get it. Right? But if you're around other black people, don't expect them to react like me. Like, I'm just, like, like Freaks and Geeks and King Kunta are like my two favorite songs of all time. And... It, they, they say it a lot in those songs, especially in Kinkuta. And I'm like, fuck, it's like, I can't, like, okay, and no Vaseline? Come on, like. <laughs> real actually, motherfucking cheese. I've heard like, an argument that if, if people actually want people to stop saying it, it actually has to start with people in the, the black community basically saying, we're done with this word. We don't want to use it anymore type of thing. We're not done with it. It's a great word. It rolls off the tongue. I love it. <laughs> I say it for everybody. And honestly, it's a compliment to you guys, right? Because I remember yeah. calling. Uh, I remember being out here, and again, there's no black people here. Like all the like the, all like the it's, it's insane. Like 95 percent of the black people all play for the Lions. Like that's it, and then they just leave, <laughs> and then I'm stuck here by myself. It's crazy. But I was at a show, and I was hosting it, and I went up. And I'm like, hey, yo, I just want to introduce my boy. This is my nigga right here. I love him to death. Please give it up for such such. He walks up on stage, and I was like. Is it weird that I got a warm, fuzzy feeling when he called me the N-word? I don't know why. I just got the sense of confidence that I never had before. <laughs> it's like it's always like it always reminds me of that of the the Key and Peel skit where it's Obama and he's shaking everybody's hand. Yup. And he's like, yeah. and he's like he's like when it's a black guy, he gives like a really cool handshake with the white guy. He's like, How are you, sir? Yeah. And that's <laughs> they hug each other. He's like, no, no. Have you did you ever go see a clip of Obama in the locker room at a um? Uh, who was it? It was, it was with uh, K it was with KD and he shook and he Yeah, uh, he, I, I, but I don't know if it was OKC or if he was with uh or if he was with um Golden State at the time, but either way, he goes, shakes that shit. 
<laughs> that's how we have to do every listen there's some friends that i had growing up at Vanye that i would try to do the doubt and they'd be like, like, <laughs> like how much naruto do you watch like, what are you doing bro like, i'm just like <laughs> like i'm just trying to show you some love like the hey that was a shot at eagle by the way because eagle loves the shit on naruto's man no i don't I yeah, you're a Naruto guy. Dragon Ball Z all day. I'm a Dragon Ball Z. Eagle like is right. Episode. Eagles play Pokemon like right now. Nothing fucking happened this entire week. So Akeem, thank you again for joining us. Uh, whenever you can, talk to us about the show you're on. Definitely come back so we can promo it because we want to support what you're doing. You guys are getting exclusive. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Can you give us one teaser? Are you on the opening credits? Do I wait? Do I have to wait all the way to the end on like the third or fourth page? Like, will my name be in the opening credits? I don't think for this one, but another project, yes. All right, cool. More projects. Oh, by the way, I'm still working. By the way, if this gets out, I always have to do this for every podcast that I'm at. Hey, Marvel, if this gets out, guys, holla at your boy. I'm here for it. I can be whatever you want. I'll be an X X Men's coming. I can be an X Men. Please holla at your boy. You'll be first black. You'll be X Men. He'll be henchman number 47. He wants to be on Marvel so bad. I want a costume. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I want a costume. I want a superpower. I want a superpower. I want a costume. I want to be able to fly or do something. I wanted to get the human torch, but they already started shooting it, so I can't. Yeah, yeah but in your defense, that movie is going to be awful anyways, yeah. so you better off so? keeping it. it. It's a Fantastic Four movie. Of course it's going to be terrible. But it's Marvel running it, though. It's not Sony. It's not Fox. I mean, sorry. I don't know. A- they've, they've burned my trust too many times. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the first the first ever conversation one of the first conversations i had with the king was actually about comic books so uh definitely he's got the credentials he's got the credentials nerds uh, thank you for joining us uh hopefully next time it can be uh just a good time there we go there we go here play with me i got uh, i got papers talk too, man. Sumo, man thank you guys so much for having me i appreciate you guys keep doing what you do i just want to say i'm really proud of you guys like the fact that Hot Sauce Sports has been going and the way you guys have it set up with the studios and then you guys are doing it via Skype, it's amazing. I'm just saying upgrade to Zoom because this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I can oh, like, 30 know, minutes man. to log into this shit. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's all Eagles' fault. It's all Eagles' fault. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and, and we're not doing No Nut May this year. Fuck that. I'm not, I'm not doing that bullshit ever again. I'm not I doing lost the bet. I didn't even know what I was betting on. I was like, I, I, I was think- like, I told Terry, I was like, would it? I was like, I don't know, May sixth, and uh, I, I want pictures. <laughs> like, I want pictures, <laughs> pictures, or it didn't happen. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I love you guys. Thanks, Thank you, man. everybody. All right, and we're back. Right, and we're back. Give it to you. All right, rapid fire. Uh, narrative season with no football games to cover. NFL media has descended upon the latest Trevor Lawrence tweet. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person. Discuss. Did you see his his like rebuttal? He's like, listen, I don't need football. Football is just something I like to do. He's like, I'm a much different person than I like. Trevor Lawrence is an all around great guy. I'm a fan. I'm in. I'm sold. Sold on the guy. This is the ultimate. Like, there's nothing to talk about. So let's make a story about what a 20 year old said about their future career. Yeah, you know what? No one's career should truly define them. You should have other interests. It's okay. In the end, the most talent wins. Let's hope he has that level of talent. Exactly. So Riveting this, stuff out. This is Very also rapid. coming from the guy <laughs> who got married. Jaguars fans sent him a registry gift, and he's like, thanks, guys, and he donated to a Jacksonville charity. Look at the guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know so what? He should focus on football instead. Yeah, focus fuck on you. Football. Fuck so Jared. that, so so yes, yeah, so, so so that means he's getting drafted first overall. Yeah, 100%. So that's yeah. that's already you just guaranteed his pick right there. Right there. All right, was next. For it. <laughs> Jazz hands. Uh, Dwayne Wade has bought steak, steak, steak. Yeah, I, I, it was autocorrect, Eagle. It's the wrong steak. I get it. A steak. <laughs> I was reading the sentence and I'm like, this is right. Has bought a ownership stake, not the one you eat, in the, the Utah Jazz after reportedly turning down an offer from uh, the Pistons, not the Arisons, and the no, Miami the Arisons. Heat. It is the, the Arisons. Arisons. Oh, I thought it was Pistons. They own the Miami Heat. Yeah. <laughs> so he he didn't want to be an owner of the Heat. He'd rather be an owner of the Jazz. Well, so the, the, the Miami Heat famously don't give a lot of control to their minority owners. They don't let yeah. them particularly have a say. The one they did that with was Pat Riley, who then sold back his share because culture. Weird. They're, they're a weird organization, man. And and I think that Dwayne Wayne was kind of uh, – he kind of feels burned by them in the past. Uh, as much as he loves the you know the Miami fans and so, and so on, he doesn't actually live in Miami. And – he has he took issue with the fact that they tried to get him on a cheap contract at the end of his career after he took ah. all those pay cuts to get the big three there in the first place. So he's bitter. I think I think I think there's a bit of that. I think you he, know what? That's good. He's not as on good terms with them as he is with their fan base. You know what? And this is a direct fuck you to willpower. Direct. Like Wade Dwayne Wade saying willpower. <laughs> willpower, you little fucking journalist By the way, student. <laughs> I will shout out the Five Reasons podcast. They're a Miami Heat podcast. I um, I do listen to them now and again because when stories like this happen, they have some really good inside information on, on, on the organization. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Next, check down but never out. After an incredible return from a graphic and life-threatening injury, uh, Alex Smith got to retire on his own terms. Please, I'm happy I knew what story this is about because you didn't write that name. How yeah, is he going to be remembered as a legacy? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm reading it. I'm like, what's the story about? Who's this guy? Oh, yeah. Writing on your phone. Writing a script on your phone. Always fun. Uh, yeah, Alex, go. Uh, yeah, Alex Smith will be a great coach if, if he becomes one. I, he worked as a backup or even a starter on their great tribes. He he was with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick Wayne and all Haskins, that. Exactly. Case, so, Case Keeney. Great. Exactly. Fantastic. All Hall of Famers. Every single one of them. So I think he could be a QB coach. He could be a QB coach or he could be a head coach or offensive, you know, offensive coordinator coach. I think think he'll be like like a really good like college coach, but like a D2 college coach. He'd be an excellent recruiter. You know, and you, I think he's from Utah, I'm assuming, because he went there. So in Utah, like some random school. He'll just be a coach for the for Alex, the next twenty five years, and then we'll see like a thirty for thirty on him in twenty five years, and we'll be like, oh wow, remember Alex Smith? He was actually pretty good. Small hands, but he was good. So, like, I feel like uh, again, I, and I think we said the same thing last week, where we live in in a in a, uh, a world where people think that he's either you know. People are either great or terrible. Alex yeah. Smith was neither. He was good. I was on Twitter and so many people were like, oh, he's the best quarterback the Chiefs ever had. He's better than Mahova rated. First of all, the Chiefs have had Joe <laughs> Montana and Patrick Mahomes as part of the organization. Relax. He was good. He's a nice guy. It's a great story. It can also just be that. And they had Trent Green, so go fuck yourself. Like, come there on. we go. Yeah, yeah. Another guy who was very average. <laughs> this is the one time I'm not going to switch to the next uh, segment. I want to have my take on this. 
this. I think you guys are underrating uh, the future, his future career here. Okay. Okay. I see him as a TED Talk super seller, motivational speaker, where his his segment is called "How Sports Almost Ended My Life" or something dramatic like that. And at the end of it, you find out that he's actually one of those like snake oil salesmen who's trying to get you some nutrient supplement mix. Or he'll buy. He'll sell you like timeshares. One of those guys who will cut the legs out from under you. That's the one. Uh, And now we can move on. Uh, Slow is the new fast. Last week, we talked about uh, Zach Greinke's UFIS pitch. Did I pronounce that right? Whatever. (laughs) The slow one. Uh, This week, we present to you Williams La Tortuga, which chants Williams. Williams. Okay there, Davis. Uh, Astudillo. (laughs) Here is a series of pitches that he has pitched this past week. Um, you're sorry, Alex. I don't have you on this screen, but you can watch it anyways. How much was it? Look. 51 and 59 so far. Oh, wow. That's crazy. La Tortuga. I love it. I love it. It's such a good name for a pitch because it's super slow. Everybody hates it. Everybody hates it. <laughs> Nobody First hates it. Nobody hated when Granky did it. All of a sudden, they hate it when a studio does it. A, a studio does it. Jesus Christ. I love it, man. End it. <laughs> and there we go. That's the whole, That's the whole inning. <laughs> That's all of his pitches. That's unbelievable. I love it, man. You know what? Fucking do something. Everybody's trying to throw the fastest pitch. Hey, I'm going to throw the slowest pitch. It's funny because 51 is actually my fastest pitch. About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing is, that's what baseball's become, this sort of, you know, the, the analytics maven, right? Like they were ahead of the curve, uh, and now they got to the point where everyone shifts the defense and everyone swings for the fences, and every reliever throws 97 miles an hour. There's not even a such thing as a crafty right-hander like Greg Maddox anymore, right? So um, is this the next evolution of the game? Is it... You know, the guys are just so, you know, ready to hit the 97, 98 mile an hour fastball that when they see something crawling towards the plate, they literally don't know what to do. Because if you think of it, if you think of it, with all the defenses shifting, why don't you just hit the ball the other fucking way? The other way, yeah. I guess he can. Nobody can. It's crazy. (laughs) Because La Tortuga. That's why. Because La Tortuga. (laughs) Uh, all right, next. Desperately seeking Susan. Um, so last week we were talking about Aaron Donald uh, being accused of physically assaulting a man. He's actually received an apology from his accuser after a oh, video wow. footage has been released that shows that Aaron Donald was not the assaulter, but rather someone trying to break up the fight. Are we going to see the video? Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> the big man being pulled away. He's gone. What about Alex? Oh, his Still battery probably died. Yeah. No, oh, he's gone, no, gone. not speed for him. Anyway, that's no, no, it. that's the video. I think, I think Alex is gone completely. Anyway, oh yeah, he's. But gone. I was so happy when I saw that video. I'm like, ah, oh, please not another one. Like Aaron yeah. Donald is like, you know, he's one of the best in the league. You know, Deshaun Watson. We hear all these stories. Like, at least let's let's have one good guy that represents the league. And it's like, I'm happy that he, like we saw that video. I was actually like very. I, there was a stress that really came off my shoulders. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm just tired of hearing bad news all the time. Although, yeah. the guy still got his face beaten, man. Uh, we <laughs> talked about it last week. We said, like, why doesn't he just have a bodyguard uh, to protect? He's sort of like the, the Charles Barkley thing. Like, 
protect the guy from getting a serious beatdown. Yeah, exactly. This means we saw how bad the beatdown was. Imagine if it was Aaron Donald to beat him down. Um, and I will say, Desperately Seeking Susan, great movie about mistaken identity. So check it uh, out. Start wrapping it up for the last one. Yeah, yeah. last one here. Ant Viv. Uh, Lakers Supervan has been revealed to be a catfishing situation after nearly two years of tweets, podcasts, and drama. Please, you have to fill me in. I don't really know what's going on. All right, let me do it. Let me do it quick. Let me do it quick. Go, go. Evil Star wrapping it up. Play the music. Music. So this girl does not exist. There was another guy that had a podcast that made it seem like this girl exists. He even had an sh- episode with her with a person talking as if they were a girl. And now this person is uh, Kate, Kevin Durant got involved. Apparently, he slid into her DMs. Like, this is a whole fucking thing. And it, it's absolutely bananas. This woman does not exist. And she has her own Lakers podcast. She, is this started around the time of the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, and it continued on to the, 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 the present day. Um, COVID basically made it so that she would, didn't have to be a present at any games. Like, um, it I kind of theory. worked out in her favor. And then on top of that, um, the I don't even know if it's a man or a woman, uh, but the, the person claiming to be Vivian, the Lakers superfan, um, had cancer, fake cancer. Oh, fake cancer, yeah. Fake cancer, was abducted, and then was returned from said fake abduction. When people so started looking for her. fashion crazy story. When people started looking for her. Also... Tinfoil hat is still on. Alex, the intern, not here anymore. Subject: He's a Lakers fan. I think he's in LA. Viv, I think he's in he's in California. I think on Viv is Alex, the intern. intern. Tell me I'm wrong. Intern Viv, I will not tell you wrong. His computer suddenly it. locks out right before we start talking about this. Like, uh, telling you, absolutely. Thank you, everyone who stayed with us to watch the show. Again, we know uh, there's some heavy themes in there. So thank you for the support. Thank you for empowering us to use our platform. Uh, thank you, Akeem, for joining us. And Alex the intern for joining us, even though we all know he is Lakers Supervan and Viv. Terry, before he dropped, that was actually the joke I was going to go with. So I'm happy you brought it back. I didn't know how I was going to do it without him on the Zoom. So thank you for doing that. Um, Eagle, thank you for all the work you've done today. And, of course... Thank you all for letting me be myself. But also, subscribe. Subscribe, give us money. Subscribe. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.